Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Beer Podcast. My name's Nick Mins. Uh, today, I am lucky to be joined by uh, Jack Moore, who has come to us today from Mand. He's coming to uh, have a bit of a chat with us. Thanks for uh, coming on then, uh, Jack. Are we doing all right? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So if you want to uh, really just explain a bit about who you are, what your role is within Mand. Yes, yeah, so, uh, I'm the marketing and communications lead for Holland East George Mind. So my role is all about making sure that our local community knows about our services and how we support mental health across Holland East Yorkshire. Uh, so I've worked at Mind for just over six years now since leaving school. Uh, and obviously the, the mental health landscape has changed massively and it really is a focus at the moment, which is great. Uh, but th there's still a lot of work to be done in terms of uh, where we go from here and how we can continue to support people. So um, so for those who don't know much about MAN, I mean, what sort of services do they offer, like uh, community-based or personal-based? Uh, you know, what, what sort of things is, is offered, really? Yeah, so we uh, offer a range of different services. Uh, we've got a 24-hour information line. Uh, should people need a bit of information or advice uh, to do with their mental health, uh, we ask professionals, they can give us a call if they need any uh, advice in terms of uh, what services are available or what their clients could possibly uh, uh, take advantage of. Uh, there's services which uh, support people out in the community. Uh, we're a registered social housing landlord, uh, so we've actually got uh, a range of houses uh, across Holland, the East Riding, uh, where people actually live with us. Uh, and our aim is uh, to support them to be more independent uh, in the community. Uh, we've got some specialist services as well. So we uh, have staff based at Holboyle Infirmary uh, for people that present in crisis. Uh, so it's, it's our role to obviously work with that individual to, to eventually get the best outcome for, for that person. Uh, we've also got staff based in the Humberside Police Force Control Room as well. Uh, so should any, uh, any people across the local area call 999 for a mental health related uh, situation, uh, we've got staff based there to, to support the police in handling that matter effectively. Uh, the, there's even more services. Uh, we, we support around 5,500 people every year, uh, whether that's community-based services, uh, our support groups. Uh, if we're supporting them uh, with their jobs or finding uh, employment for that individual, uh, we also work with children and young people to offer counselling as well. So the, there's quite a lot of services. Uh, I've probably missed a good handful of them. Uh, but that, that explains a, a bit about what we do. Uh, we're quite a large organisation uh, and obviously we are one of uh, around 127 mines across the country. Also, oh, so it's, it is kind of spread throughout the, the country as well. I, I had someone the other day was saying, oh, I just think they're in Hull. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they're not. I'm pretty sure they're kind of spread out a little bit, really. So, yeah. so we're part of the... Uh, MIND Federation. So although there is MIND nationally, uh, there's actually around 127 independent charities. So Holland East Dutch MIND is one of those charities. Uh, and we're responsible uh, for our own staff, our own fundraising, uh, but we work closely uh, and work towards the same aims and objectives of MIND nationally. 
Right, okay. So, I mean, um, obviously, with the, if you like, in the current situation with regards to COVID and everything that's going on with that, um, I mean, I'm guessing that there's been a, a big uptake in, in services. Yeah, so we actually used to be uh, a typical nine till five organisation. And back in April last year, uh, in response to the pandemic, we actually did become a 24-hour service uh, just to meet the demand uh, and obviously ensure that we was there for people across Holland East Yorkshire whatever time of day uh, or night uh, when that person typically needs support. Uh, So while I'm unsure on the figures, obviously we are continuing to work 24 hours, uh, but it's... It's definitely a much needed service and we wouldn't be able to do this without obviously funding from our partners, Humber, uh, NHS Foundation Trust. Yeah, that's, I mean, I mean, I know, I know myself uh, with, with having kind of um, kind of depression and, you know, going through anxiety, health anxiety over the last the last two to three years. But especially since the, you know, COVID hit, I noticed that it's, it's, it's impacted me a lot. Um so I think it, you know, it'd be nice for people to know that there's, you know, there's another another service, you know, because a lot of people kind of think it's maybe just Samaritans, which are kind of like a twenty four hour service, but you know, it's good that there's there's also a man which is, you know, supporting yeah. that as well. And I, and I think it's key to just get across that while we we're not a crisis service, and we do work really closely with our local crisis teams. Uh, just to ensure that people they'll get the best support possible and there is obviously services such as Samaritans who are great in terms of listening to people Uh, but in terms of like the local element and Hull and East Yorkshire uh, if you do want to give our information line a call uh, you're speaking to local people from the area who who know about the local services and and know how best to advise you. That's brilliant I mean um, I mean I was I was looking because I've been on 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 your website and actually kind of printed the um, what is it the mental health emergency. Uh, it's kind of like a like a PDF you can get off there. It was crazy to kind of see the amount of of I think young people as well, which are starting to to kind of come into the service, especially. I, I mean, it would have happened before, but obviously since COVID, and they're out of their kind of like elements. I know, man, you know, I've got four four children myself. So them not being at school, I know it's had a little bit of an impact on my eldest because he's quite sociable. He's, you know, if he's not at home, he was out with all his mates, but now he's kind of home all the time. Um, have you seen any sort of trend which has been happening in that in that particular? Not particularly, yeah, but obviously I think what is really important, and, and I say this quite a lot in terms of our radio interviews and things, uh, this pandemic has affected everybody, not just those experiencing poor mental health. So while we are aware that people probably are feeling lower, uh, I know a survey which was done nationally uh, last year showed that twice as many adults are experiencing uh, symptoms of depression. Uh, so obviously that's quite a huge uh, statistic and, and that's why uh, one of the reasons we did want to go 24 hours. Uh, but in terms of young people, uh, absolutely like this is such a, a strange time for everyone but for young people and especially given people and young people like and their social lives uh, I, I remember being young and always wanting to, to play out on the weekends and after school uh, and there's none of that at the moment and it and it's the same for 
for people my age, I, I'm 23 and I, I've one of these people who I was always in the nightclub every Friday and Saturday. And, and that was kind of my way of enjoying the weekend. Whereas because that's all stopped, I think it just gives us time to reflect, but remain connected in other ways. Uh, so we're, I've been doing quite a lot of uh, quizzes and things with my friends. Uh, lucky for me, uh, my mum only lives a few doors away from me. Uh, so that's my bubble. Uh, but it, it's just keeping connected. And, and again, bringing it back to it has affected everybody, not just those struggling with the mental health. Yeah, uh, I mean, with regards to kind of staying in touch, I mean, I've never done more Zoom calls or more online calls in the last year than yeah. than what I've done. It's, it's, it's just, I mean, I do... I've been doing quizzes, like you say. You sometimes I've, I've put quizzes together for football teams, which I help run, and you know the the football uh, club. Then my friends as well. We kind of use this use my Zoom room as a, as a, a kind of social meeting as well. But it has been important, kind of keeping, I suppose, keeping them kind of lines of communications open. Then instead of them just thinking, right, we can't meet up, we can't go to pub. You know, it's just yeah. it's just the same, really. In in in, you know, I know. It, a lot of people will prefer that kind of having it in person, but while you can't do it, you might as well make the most of it and try and, you know, keep a kind of stable foundation of, of people that you can keep in touch with and that kind of social lines open as well. Absolutely. And it does, it brings it back to the five ways to wellbeing. Uh, obviously connection uh, is one of them. And they're five things which have been proven to have a, a really positive impact on our mental health. Uh, and the connection side of things is crucial, uh, along with obviously the other four. Uh, so we've got things like getting active, obviously has a, a really big impact on our mental health, uh, keeping on learning, uh, giving back to others uh, is proven to have an impact on our mental health uh, and things like just taking notice of the world around you. And, and I know that is quite tricky in terms of mental health and especially reading the news, it can come across quite scary at times and I admit I've been looking at the news and just thinking like what the hell is going on uh, but it, it's what we take from that and how we put it into perspective uh, and into practice in our own lives yeah I mean I know from the from the first lockdown I mean I've, I've never I've never kind of realized the sounds around us more than when all the cars had stopped and there wasn't that much traffic on the road and I remember stepping out in the back garden one morning just going can you wear that and my wife said I know it's the birds. I said, exactly. I can hear the birds. I can't hear all the cars on the road and, you know, yeah. the bustle of people about, I can actually hear nature. And, you know, that's one thing that I've definitely taken away is that it's kind of put me a little bit more in kind of touch with, you know, looking outside and kind of the simple things, really. I think. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that links back to the take notice element. I live on quite a busy industrial estate and I'm exactly the same. It's been so quiet recently. Uh like I've, I've got a crown page just around the corner from me and it's just so usually like really loud and I don't hear hardly anything anymore. I know, I say, some, sometimes, it, you know, all the bustle around us, we kind of get lost in the, in the, I suppose we get lost in the, in the, the kind of craziness of the world as it is. And like you say, you can kind of get like, drawn in by all the, the kind of, you like negative noise from the things on the news and, you know, yeah. the things which are spread if you if you're on Facebook or social media, you sometimes see them as well. And it can kind of, you know, can kind of drive you down a bit, really. Yeah, I think it's just 
obviously the, the, the coronavirus situation is really, it has had a negative impact on a lot of people's lives. But I think it's also given us the opportunity to take away some positives from this, such as how important our friends are and how important our family members are. Uh, and I think that this situation, if it's taught me anything, it, it's just appreciate what you've got uh, and, what, and what you have. Like, I'm not usually one to think about things like that and how, how if this happened, then uh, it, it's just bizarre. But since the, the pandemic began, like, I've just been so much more appreciative of, of the things around me. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's really strange times, but obviously the vaccine is uh, on its way out. Uh, and I think that's our hope for the future, that things will and can get better. Yeah, I mean, that's what I keep saying to, you know, some people who are, uh, I think they're kind of, you know, oh, with this vaccine, it's not going to, you know, I think the light at the end of the tunnel's there. You know, where that end is, is different, but we've yeah. got to kind of just think, right, we can see that light now at the end of that tunnel, it's there. We're getting closer to it every day, you know, but we've just got to kind of, if you like, go with the flow a little bit, really. We, we uh, Holland East Arch Mind, we have a model of mental health care uh, that we uh, that runs for everything that we do. Uh, we call it Reach, and and on there uh, the H stands for hope, and I think it's so key uh, within mental health recovery that we have hope for the future. And as I've just mentioned, if if we believe and, and we can see. Uh, and we're hopeful for the future, then things can and will get better. And and I 100% believe that things uh, will get better. Oh, you know, I mean, even down to, on a, from a personal standpoint, kind of going through, I mean, it, it's taken like eight months to get over my health anxiety and now I'm kind of going through a separate phase of CBT from a depression. And I know it's going to kind of be a long road, but that's the kind of thing that I kind of keep hanging on to is that, you know, I will get there with it. And it's that kind of hope of, right, the future's going to be a bit different once I kind of get all this under under control. It's, it's, it's been a, a really odd uh, year and a bit, uh, but we can see the light. And obviously it's just important for us to continue to be there for each other, uh, checking on our friends, checking on our family members. Uh, and just just reach out to people if you're struggling yeah i say definitely i mean i think sharing you know well that old saying a problem problem shared is a problem halved and you know i, I know like speaking about things is, is it definitely it definitely does help um i mean have you had any um i don't mind me asking this but have you had any experience around mental health like yourself or you know, does it kind of affect you personally? Yeah, or? I think it, it's one of them things that obviously mental health, everyone has mental health. Uh, there has been times that that I have struggled uh, in the past, particularly in school and stuff, I, I struggled. Uh, but I think it, it's all about identity and, and finding yourself. And that, that's something which really uh, opened up by like, my outlook on life. Uh, obviously, a couple of years ago, uh, I can open and say I come out to my friends and my family uh, and, and that was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders uh, and, and that was the root of, of me feeling uh, so unwell uh, over the years uh, but bring it back I, I reached out I spoke to my friends I spoke to my family members 
uh, I've got I've got through it and and now I'm I'm happy and and living life how I want to live it uh, and and that's just that's just why why we live our lives is to to do the things that we love. Yeah, that, that's uh, that that's brilliant. You know, as say if you, I suppose, with regards to you know affecting you at school, it's probably kind of an acceptance thing more than than anything else and worried about being accepted and you know I've had a few friends who have gone through a very very similar thing and they're out the other side of that now you know they've been able to kind of put that behind them and move on a bit so it's just having the right social connections and and the right people to talk to uh it's really bizarre actually uh, a lot of the friends I'm really good mates with now are actually the people who maybe was the bullies and the teasers in school uh, it's really bizarre, uh, but now they're, they're the most supportive people ever. Uh, and I think the fact that, like, when you're growing up, you can go through stages and you, you want to fit in with the, the popular kids. Uh, but the fact that, that like, that everything's moving forward and, and it's it's normal to, to be doing this. And the fact that my friends realise that and, and have move forward and accept it I think it's just a massive thing in general uh, but but no it, it, it was a difficult time but th- there's a lot more support services available now there, there was I wasn't aware of all these local support services when I was growing up uh, so it, it's great that more people are moving forward with this yeah I mean I, I was really surprised because I mean, the first time I accessed the services really was 20, what was it, 20, 2019 would have been the first time I, I kind of kind of looked for that sort of help. So I was really surprised at how much support there is actually out there. I think you just need to kind of know where to, you know, where to find it and look for it as well, really. There is. Uh, and I think it's a big part of it as well is uh, rec- like acknowledging that Maybe you are struggling uh, and realising that actually I probably should talk to someone about how I'm feeling. So we, we say quite often if, like we, we all know what it's like to feel stressed, but when our mental health starts starts affecting our lives and stopping us from doing the things that we love, then it, it's just so crucial to talk to somebody. Uh, and that doesn't have to be a GP or a professional uh, simply having a conversation with your your best friend or uh, your mum can literally make such a huge difference. Uh, but yeah, that, that that's something I've learned, uh, especially since working at mine for the last six years, is uh, that there's so many support services available, and yet no, nobody is alone. And and that that's something I think is is crucial to get out there at the moment. Yeah, so uh, it it's it is kind of realizing that. You know, I was I was talking uh, on one of the podcasts the other day, to and he's just saying that when you're going through it, you actually feel like as as much as you're surrounded by your family and your friends and stuff, you you feel so isolated. And I think that's because you're kind of in your own, you're in your own head, you're in your own thoughts, and even kind of you just feel so alone. That's the only only way I can explain like that feeling is that you just feel so alone and isolated and you kind of feel like I'm the only one going through this as much as the people around you have noticed it and they're kind of on that, you know, that travel with you as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think it, it's obviously there is still a stigma attached as well with males experiencing poor mental health as well. Uh, 
but it it's good like obviously the more charities uh coming forward like we've got obviously the amazing like andy's man club services uh who support men and, and i know with my other role uh at humber coast and vale health and care partnership it, it's something we've really focused on in terms of uh, one of our top priority areas is males uh, we've just launched uh, recently uh on the 1st of January, a brand new service just for men uh, to, to log on. It's completely online and digital. And, and men across our area can log on 24 hours a day to speak to trained therapists. So it, it, it's just being open for that conversation. And, and again, bring it back to if there is anybody struggling or, or you feel like this is affecting your day-to-day life, reach out. Or, or if you don't feel ready to reach out and speak to somebody, uh, especially face-to-face, uh, log on to, to Quell, uh, which is the new online men's service, uh, and speak electronically. I mean, that, you know, that's that. it's great that there's that electronic service as well. I mean, I never knew um, that you can get in touch with Samaritans via email. Mm-hmm. And I actually found it quite helpful because at the time when I was going through it, like speaking on the phone with someone, I found, I found it very, I don't know, it's almost kind of, it made me nervous even picking up the phone. So yeah. to be able to write it down and actually see the words that I was typing out and read it back to myself, it actually helped. And then, you know, you were getting good responses. So to have that kind of online service as well, I think. Absolutely. And that's something at mind we, we really do acknowledge in terms of that sometimes picking up the phone can be really hard for some people. Uh, so we've, we, uh, especially with our 24-hour service, we've got a text service where people can text us. Uh, if you don't really feel like texting or you've not uh, got credit, uh, we've got a free phone number. Uh, and even if, if you really don't want to like use your mobile phone, maybe if uh, you're a young person, you don't want mum and dad to see on your contract bill. Uh, we've even got Facebook. Uh, people can message us on Facebook 24 hours a day. That's brilliant. Just, just that amount of service and that amount of support as well, you know, It'd be great for, you know, obviously, I know there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are kind of going through things. So to know there's that sort of um, support there for them is great. I think it's just remembering that's that's purely what we're here for is to support local people. Uh, so if anyone is, is struggling, uh, that's what we're here for, just get in touch. So, I mean... I mean, the, the, the last thing I put on my list was, I mean... Do you see, where do you think there could be maybe made improvements? Because, I mean, there's been this big talk of, you know, mental health has been missed over the years and things. But from what I'm seeing is that the actual, the leap forward that we've taken is is massive. You know, and there is actually a lot more support out there. I suppose it's, like you say, it's just how you get tapped into that support. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think it brings it back uh, to what I said uh, at the beginning. So I, I've been at mine now for just over six years. Uh since I've started uh, straight from school, our organisation has nearly tripled in size. Uh, and, and even just doing the marketing and communications, I can see how more like focused mental health is on the agenda. Uh, like people actually are starting to talk about it and, and put mental health as a priority, uh, it, which it should be. Uh, I think mental health should be treated exactly as uh, the same as our physical health. Uh, and it's something I, I say often uh, when I'm doing talks to, uh, to school children uh, that 
if if I broken my arm, I would go to a hospital and get it uh, fixed. Now, uh, and, and obviously talk to my to my doctor about how I can uh, mend my arm. So we should be if we're struggling, like we should be speaking to people about it. And and it it's crucial if we can keep this conversation going about mental health and keeping it as a priority, then I think we're on the right track. So it's it's definitely one of those where, you know, what I, I mean, when I've looked at people, uh, members of my family have gone through things like this in the past. Um, and, you know, you maybe go to your doctors and they maybe just stick you on some medication and then that'll be it. But now, do you know, like, the, the amount of support, so, I mean, even that, I've kind of been able to tap into like getting in touch with let's talk, you know, the assessment wise and also talking to the doctor, you know, getting any, you know, required medication, which can support and aid um, the kind of the treatment, especially things like CBT. And then I've managed to have CBT counseling and, but I, 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 you know, maybe, maybe five or six years ago, maybe not being able to get that sort of support. So already we've made like, a few jumped forward and like there's a lot more local support now as well yeah and i, and I think it, it's key that uh, key for individuals to remember that they are in sole control of their treatment and, and medication won't work for everybody cbt won't work for everyone but it's finding right uh, what's right for you uh, and how that can improve your mental health and aid your recovery uh, it as long as we all as i mentioned as long as we all continue this conversation keep talking about mental health uh, then obviously that's going to support uh, and break down the barriers that often do stop people from talking uh, and holiday starts your mind we get involved every year uh, on the fourth uh, first thursday in february uh, it's time to talk day and it really is such a crucial day to, to just remind people the importance of, of talking about mental health. It, it's something we do year round, but we always have a really focused, strong campaign on time to talk there. And, and this year, obviously given everything that's happened in the last year is paramount to, to reinforcing that message that is okay to talk if you're struggling. So the, the, you know, talking wise, it's, you know, it is, so important i know what it's like to to sit on your thoughts and sit on everything that you you're going that you're feeling and you're going through but you just don't want to you don't want to tell anybody because you kind of you almost don't want to be a burden but at the same time you, you almost don't want people to know because of the preconceptions that can sometimes be around mental health i did it for a long time with regards to i coach football teams and straight away when i started going through this i thought I can't really tell many people because what what if they what if the parents find out what what if they you know what if so and so finds out they're gonna think oh my god is he is he well enough to to look after the team you know those I know the the, the, the very silly thoughts but I suppose that's what goes through that's what goes through your head at, at the same time really yeah, absolutely and people do feel worried about talking about mental health and that's all down to the stigma and how people might react but. I know like from, from previous experiences, especially during campaigns at Mind, uh, we, we've had conversations with people who said because their friend shared something on Facebook, they felt like they could approach that person. Uh, so even supporting Holiday Structure Mind on Time to Talk Day by sharing one of our posts, it, the more people that share it, the more people are going to 
see that their friend or family member or colleague is okay to talk about it. So it, talking is, is just massive in, in mental health and it really is key to, to start and, and aid recovery. Yeah, definitely. I say sometimes, you know, I always kind of think of it, the analogy I used the other day was if you think of your emotions, especially when you're in that sort of state, if you think of it like a, like a, a bottle of pop and you, you shake it up and if you just let, let it off, straight away you take the cap off what's going to happen you're just going to overflow or if you just by talking you're just opening that lid a little bit let a bit of air out you know tighten it back up and then keep doing that and eventually you reach that kind of stable you know patch really so yeah and i I think that it's like again our information line it's confidential Uh, people don't have to give their name if they don't want to so even if somebody just wanted a chat uh, just to talk things over. Uh, somebody, if somebody's struggling with their mental health, they might be confused, like why they're feeling this way. Uh, so talk, talk to us. Uh, we can, we can give you some advice and and help you identify uh, what support maybe is available for you. Uh, talk, talking again, it's just massive. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it, it. It definitely is, and I, I think. So when did you say that? It was on the first Thursday in February, did you say? Yeah, I believe it's the 4th of February this year. Right, okay. And I say, say Time to Talk, is is it called? Time to Talk there, yeah. Uh, so this is it's run by uh, the uh, Time to Change organisation. Oh, no, that's fine. Well, so I'll, I'll make sure there's a link of that and I'll share it on the podcast pages on Facebook and whatnot. Um, so I suppose uh, if... What would be your kind of parting statement to people? Yeah, so I I think if I was to to get one thing across uh, from from speaking to you today, it's just it's just reminding people like it's okay to not be okay. If people are struggling, uh, just reach out for us. Again, our our twenty four hour information line is is there for people uh, who are struggling. Uh, you can get in touch with that uh, on. Uh, whole number which is 01482 240133 uh, and you can also call us free on 0800 138 uh, and as I mentioned briefly earlier on, on the on the call people can message our Facebook page which is Holland East Yorkshire Mind uh, and give us a text our website heymind.org.uk it's got lots of information about our services and and how people can get in touch with us brilliant jack thank you so much for your time today mate it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you all numbers and all um kind of links and things i will put in the um the post on facebook so all the numbers will all be available uh, for anybody who wants to tap into those services and, and get the help that they need. But thanks very much for having uh, for taking the time today, Jack. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Cheers, mate.